Locked Down, a security podcast from Red Hat, recorded at Cloud Security Expo 2016. Sitting at Cloud Security Expo 2016 here at London Excel, it wouldn't be a cloud show, it wouldn't be a security show unless I'm dwarfed by the presence and the stature of the guy sitting opposite me, Jim Rivas. Say hi. Hey, Richard, and I really appreciate you arranging for no tube strike on this trip to London. It's worked out well for me. Trade unions have a lot, lot to say in the UK. You know, we, we stop hospitals operating on people. We stop tube trains, et cetera, et cetera. You've been given a keynote. What have you been talking about? Well, I was trying to relay some of the uh, concerns and issues that have been underlined by this new group inside of CSA, our Global Enterprise Advisory Board, which are some of the largest end users of cloud that chaired by a, a, a great gentleman from Citigroup. And so what I was talking about, one of the key things and, and several others, but the skills gap that we have in the industry for information security and how it's very, not only we need more bodies that are intelligent, but we've got to raise and modernize the skill set of existing information security professionals. The strange thing is that the CSA has existed now for a long period of time to empower, to educate, and to inform. I still run into large companies where there is scant awareness of the freely available technologies and goodies that are available for them. And there's no excuse. This stuff doesn't necessarily cost money to start playing with. We've had this conversation before. Yeah, I, it's it's something that I do scratch my head about because when you have uh, developers and you have different parts of the technology world because they're always wanting to modernize and have the latest and greatest technology, they tend to, as a herd, uh, congregate and migrate to, the, to these things in a more rapid fashion. And the awareness seems to spread more like wildfire. Information security, I remember one of the the original firewall companies, I think Accent, they used to brag they're on the trailing edge of technology. And I think that information security culturally still has a lot of that where people think about we we will be more successful by ignoring some new things that are out there and be inhibitors to change. And you know, the, obviously the good side of to that is they want stability in their organizations, but we do we do run into that. And and so you see security professionals, they sort of congregate within the groups they have, the associations that they have. And it's definitely something that you know, I don't have all the solutions for this, and that's why that's why I'm talking to you. Besides the fact that I like you, but that's you know I'm I'm doing that, and and we've got to hit it on all things: online, social media, face-to-face conferences, every language that we can get to. It's just something that we all need to do, and we really appreciate you providing a platform for this as well. So I get exasperated when I try to explain to people why the CSA is absolutely critical to the march forward. And one of the things is we're at a trade show. There are people here looking at embracing new technologies. Tech refresh. The CSA helps you identify the problems you've got and the gap that you've got, which enables you to to work out what you need to spend and who you need to spend it with. It's there. It's it's not rocket science. Yeah, and it's free too. We provide so much of this for free for people to use. And so that is the type of thing that we need to evangelize more and that we we are in a unique position to do this because 
cloud has changed so much since I started this and you can't even imagine what's going to look like five years from now with all the containerization and IoT and where that's going. And we love the standards organizations. We love ISO and we work with them. But you know, it was eight years between refreshes of 27,001. And if information security people don't get out of that mentality and don't understand, we've got to change things. We got to look month to month to see, are we, do we still follow the best practices? It's, it's a definitely a different way of doing it. And, you know, you can use the DevOps, Sec DevOps, you can use whatever buzzwords you want, but it is about change and being agile. And that's what we're here for, to provide the research to do that in an industry accepted way by consensus. And so we just, we need to continue to push that. Five weeks ago, we were standing in a corridor at the Moscone Center in California, in San Francisco, talking about CASBs, talking about a move to, you know, this always-on audit, this continuous audit model, which is going to happen. It's going to happen. It has to happen. Earlier on this afternoon, there was a guy called John Erickson sitting in this room who I've worked with with the Ministry of Defense, working with lots of different uh, customers out there in the security space. One of the problems they've got is that there's always going to be this mitigation gap between controls. But if you haven't got a set of controls to base your mitigations on, just as you said, seven-year gap between ISO, PCI DSS was very slow with catching up with virtualization, the same with HIPAA. CCM gives you the best of the blended controls. It gives you the best opportunity possible to meet not just your audit standard, but to exceed it. Yeah, and, and not only that, but we map it to all the other frameworks that are out there, all the other security controls and regulations. And if we don't have one that's in there, we have a very quick process for adding those, for doing a gap analysis to see if we're missing anything so that you can do mutual recognition with other things. So it gives you a leg up uh, from you know, basically any type of information security compliance that you've had to deal with you'll find that you can leverage that and use the CCM for the other 30% that you might be missing to be really relevant in cloud. It is the industry bridge from what you know about requirements and standards and regulations to where the industry needs to go. CCM is the bridge and everybody is gonna need to cross that, that water. And so you need to use CCM for that. Cloud providers. We have, I think there's only three or four represented here. Amazon have got a big stand here, and, but well, others have been giving keynotes. I'm not going to say there's good and there's bad. There are investors and then there are in, in different, what I would call managed hosting providers, emulating cloud. It's very hard for enterprise organizations or SMEs to start thinking about how they're going to bridge those 365-day contract gaps with cloud providers, isn't it? Yeah, I think that that's a, a, a change in the processes and even more from the technology perspective, a change in some of the applications that they seek to deploy to really understand how they deal with those gaps and how they have that ability to, for risk mitigation from a portability perspective. And you're hearing more and more concerns about hey, are, are a few of these cloud providers, I don't like to name names, are they really winning? And even though we're working with a big name, are they just going to end of life this cloud service? We've seen some of those things. So that's creating a lot of fear right now. And that that is a challenge to deal with. I do think that ultimately some of the container types of technologies and broker technologies and CASBs are going to be the, the, the key to how you mitigate that and how you put your IT system wherever you want it to be. Let's 
put a supposition out there. I am, let's let's imagine I'm a startup company and I've got my, or I'm looking for my round A capital, I'm looking for my C capital. Getting involved with the CSA, off the bat, day one, gives those cloud-orientated companies offering cloud services the ability to shortcut their R&D and to stand a chance in the marketplace. Oh, I would say absolutely. I mean, we give you sort of that blueprint in in terms of an architecture, and it's really it's it's both sides. If you are if you are wanting to be a cloud enabled business, or if you want to be a cloud provider that's going to suddenly have access to the world's biggest data centers and provide new services, because we we see the whole world, everyone's a cloud user, and some of us are also cloud providers, and we've developed the architectures and categorize the domains and the levels of services that you need. And basically, what I remember on, VC I'm going to jump in. You haven't just categorized it. This is a living, breathing process. It's not, this, these aren't stayed documents. Th- these are continuously modified documents. These are continuously modified structures. Yeah, absolutely. We, we believe in very agile um, updating of documents. It, version control can be a little bit of an issue, but you can be assured you have the latest information here. And, you know, when I think about the, I used to do a lot of help with VCs on due diligence. And I remember like a company like Counterpain and how much they spent on IT and very much, very little on the business. And they eventually had a wonderful business. But when you think about how little you need to spend on um, some of the IT on the startup base, and then you pay as you go, there's it's just going to create some tremendous innovation and new things we can't even imagine of. And we we do provide that framework for any size business to here's here's out of the box security, how out of the box security operation centers, out of the box due diligence for you. So for those companies taking those brave tentative steps who are maybe in incubation. CSA really has a value proposition. Yeah, absolutely. Again, our research is all free. I mean, we love to have companies that will sponsor us and get involved in events and all those sorts of things. But we believe we are a a public utility or resource. And we think that those new companies, people with new ideas, not only might they have some neat ideas that we'd like and we'd love to have them contribute, but they can take this information again for free roll it out, implement it, and, you know, it's it's in a very digestible format. Coming up, end of May, Dublin, CSA Congress. Talk to me. Yeah, so this is our our every other year collaboration with ANISA. And it's, it's to me, it's, I, I, they're all like children to me, our different conferences, but this one's, it's, it's that very smart, nerdy child of mine when I think about it, because it's, you, you get so many smart people from academia and from uh, business and from the technology side in a really unique way. And so I think you're going to get some, some good vision on, on a lot of the interesting new enabling technologies in IoT and cloud. But you're also going to get that delivered in some perspectives on you know, where we're going with regulatory frameworks, what, we, what the GDPR and you know, this privacy shield, how that's going to be important and relevant for businesses. So it's something we're very excited about. There's also going to be, I think, some exciting um, VIP tours of uh, very, very large data centers because I know they have a few of those in Ireland. So it's going to be fun. And, you know, it is Dublin, so you can also fill in the blanks on some other things we might be doing. But what I found at CSA Congress, especially when we had the one in Amsterdam, what really shocked me was you had the likes of Philips, Schneider. You had IBM, Dell there. 
everyone wearing suits, but they were share, it was almost like they were trading share secrets, company secrets. There were panels where people were openly suits in the suits in the crowd were openly talking to the people on the panel, it, almost like it was company trades in in the public domain. There was there was it was almost like no secrets in the room. I've never seen that before. I've never been to a clown show where there was so much interaction between a panel and the audience. I've never seen it. I also have never been to a, a clown show where I could be having a conversation one minute with the likes of Richard Clark, ex-White House, President of the United States, cybersecurity advisor, or Udo Helmbrecht from Anissa or Nellie Cruz, to be able to have that one-on-one -on -one interaction with these people because they take it seriously. Yeah, when I when I think about this particular event or some of these that we do in Europe, we we do get some of those top people, and and they are very open because um, the quality of the audience is just as good. I like to think of the audiences being the extra panelists on um, some of these panel discussions because for for this particular event, it's 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 not for the the beginners or people who can't spell security. And because you do get such high quality, the, the presenters love to be there, the sponsors love to be there, and, and, a, and people who have been in this business for a little while, they absolutely love to come attend. I'm gonna be talking there, Raj Simone's gonna be talking there, we've got a full cast and crew. It's some of my favorite people, so I'm, I'm gonna try to actually attend a few of these sessions. I might, I might throw some, some rocks at you at yours, so you'll have to watch out. Jim, always great to have you on the podcast. My pleasure, Richard. You take care. Subscribe with iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast client now for more shows in our back catalog.